Welcome to the CoLab, the only podcast for business owners who are committed to growth through the power of collaboration and teamwork. Get ready to put your heads together to boost your business to the next level with your hosts, the ultimate team players, Megan Marsh and Andre Munar. All right. Welcome, everyone, to the Serving Up Success podcast. Today, we are actually going to be doing things a little bit different. Uh, I do not have Dre here with me. Uh, It is just me, Megan, and I am bringing three women in that I'm going to introduce everyone to. And the reason, so today we're going to talk about women in sales. We're going to talk about making the decision to go into a sales position, a sales position where you are selling a service. Uh, if it's real estate, insurance sales, financial sales, uh, and you decide to start building a business. And, you know, I started realizing very quickly in the last few years how there aren't as many women in sales, how there aren't as many managers, there's not as many women owning businesses in, in this arena that's sales. And I was driving, I don't know, I was driving a two-hour drive and I'm always listening to different podcasts and I went, I wanted to find one on women in sales because we're different. I mean, it's just what it is. Women are different than men and how they approach things and how they think about things and how they emotionally handle things. And I went to look and I found this list of 50 podcasts about sales and I swear to you there was one that was hosted by a woman and the message was specifically for women. And at first my blood started to boil a little bit. And then I was like, all right, I'm gonna calm down. And I wanted to understand it. And so I started doing, you know, some research, which is always like my go-to. I like to research stuff. And, you know, women make up currently in the year 2020, we're about 40% of sales positions. Uh, And there are definitely some industries that are more, uh, there are more women than others. The industry that I am in is a financial. We do mortgages, we do loans for businesses. So it's a financial um, focused industry. And in our industry, there actually is quite a few women, but there still are more men. And so our team currently, We have, besides myself, we have three other women who are, actually we have four women with me right now. I have three of them. And we have just as many men. So we're very equally balanced as a team. And so I wanted to bring these women on so that if anyone listening has thought about or considered a job in sales, and this is true sales. So for any of you listening, I know there's, I actually say that everybody sells. Even as parents, we're selling to our kids what we want them to do. We sell to, you know, pretty much everything in life is selling. Now, when it comes to your job, I find that as a woman, I am more, I like security. I like so much money in my bank account. I like to know I'm getting so much a month. And so I, when I left my accounting job, I was making in the around $50,000, only a couple years out. And I I was not happy. And my husband said, hey, I think you'd really like this job. And it was, at first, I took a position to, it was a salary-based. I had to take a position making 24000 
I literally cut my salary in half knowing, all right, I'm going to make more, but I'm going to find something that I love. And after being in that position for six months, I did not want someone else to control my position. And I met with the owners of the company and my husband literally came over and my husband respects me tremendously, but I was too afraid to go into a 100% commission-based job. So he sat at the table with me and these owners and when they said, you need to decide, you can't do both, you either sell or you stay in the operation side. And he looked right at them and said, she will be selling and she'll be selling within the next month. And that was how I started in sales. And I'm a very strong-willed, I am a very confident, and I am someone who takes risks. So I can understand why a lot of women, it could be a fear thing, it could be a security thing. And so without further ado, I wanted to introduce you to the three women on our team who are in 100% commission-based sales in our industry, which is male-dominated. And so I have with me, and I'm going to ask them each to just, you know, introduce themselves and just tell you for a minute a little bit about, you know, where they were before and their decision to go into 100% commission-based sales. So I have with me Stephanie, Anne, and Melissa. So welcome, ladies. Thank you. So I'm Stephanie Turner. Um, I'm very excited actually to start in a commission-only sales position. Um, I had been in other positions that selling was part of the job. I think most industries you have to sell in some capacity, but never had an opportunity to really just go out on my own and see what I'm capable of doing. So I'm actually feeling really excited at the opportunity to help people change their lives through the mortgage industry, but to be able to see what I'm capable of doing um, and just having the faith in myself to know that I'm able to do it. Awesome. Hi, I'm Ann Mowry. I've been in uh, the financial world of some realm for about 32 years. And this is the first time that I've been in a commission-based um, position. It scares me to death. I, I'm going to not, you know, beat around the bush that I am nervous. But again, I do have to have faith in myself that I can do this. Um, I've got a great team behind me. Um, I'm really looking forward to having the flexibility. My kids are my world and my daughter's almost at the age where she's out of high school. So my biggest thing was not missing activities for her. Uh, being in this position, I know that I can work hard. I can work hard every day, but still be able to not miss an inning of a ball game or a minute of a soccer game. So I'm really looking forward to this opportunity. Awesome. Hi, I'm Melissa Mueller, and I have been um, in a semi-commission-based role. I had a base and commission for the last, I'd say, six or seven years. Um, and I previously was in uh, software sales in the commercial real estate world. Um, but I wanted to make the jump just because I know my worth and I know my work ethic. And I know that when you're able to kind of put those pieces together, that I should be rewarded for that. Um, and so I'm excited for the opportunity to really just show myself, you know, what I'm capable of doing. Um, I've been selling for a long time and, uh, I just want to take advantage, um, of the opportunity. Wonderful. Thank you, ladies. And so for anybody who's listening, who has, you know, thought about, sales, wanted something else, um, you know, I'm going to continue to ask the three women here that are with me who are on our team, 
some questions that I think a lot of people are wondering that a lot of people think about that if you want to make that change and it's like we sit there and have as, and and as women we're we're different right like we think differently we react differently like I will continue to share little snippets for you guys when I switched over into that sales position when my husband kind of sh- kicked me over the ledge uh you know that next year I ended up making more than I made in accounting, right? Like I, that first year I made 75,000. Then I was six figures the next year, then never kind of went below that mark. So once I got into it, then it was addicting and I loved making more money and all of those things. But to be completely honest, I cried every week. Like it was the office joke that I would bawl my eyes out because something would happen, right? Um, And it kind of just had to do with some of the things that you guys said. Now you're completely responsible for your own success. And I've always wondered why more women don't jump into sales, like why we're not having more podcasts that are directed at women. And especially because we're so powerful, like women make up when, if you go look, women in households across the country, women are the decision makers. We are. You know, we might go back, talk to our husbands about things, our spouses, our boyfriends, whatever it is. We have so much power. And, but we also, I think, view things differently. And I think historically, just the whole gender differences, you know, sales positions, like you see, you know, advertisements for sales positions, and they'll say, you know, we're looking for someone aggressive, relentless, competitive, right? Like some of those words, maybe some women don't connect with. And so my question just for, you know, if a couple of you guys can answer, what do you see a sales position as, right? You're going to be selling a financial product and we're in a male-dominated industry. In your experience, because you've all, you know, at least seen this industry, who do you see making the decisions and how do you feel about being a salesperson? Do you see yourself as a salesperson? So I see myself as a counselor. Um, I'm not the like forward, blunt, aggressive uh, personality. Just naturally, it's just not my natural personality. I'm more of a nurturer, which I think a lot of women are. But I think the difference is taking the your personality, whatever it is, and then finding the heart of the matter. So when you're selling homes, or refinancing someone's home. For me, that I look at it as a privilege every single time I pick up the phone or meet with somebody. And I want to nurture them because we're the experts in this situation. So they're coming to us for advice. They have expectations. So making sure we're prepared to meet those expectations and be honest with them throughout the process, regardless of what your personality is, you can walk alongside someone and help them in this investment. This is the biggest investment or one of the biggest investments of their lives. You don't have to be a salesperson. You just have to be able to meet them on an emotional level and on an intellectual level when you go through the process with them. And I agree. And and I'm excited to hear what you have to say because we talked about this in our meeting with our whole team, right? And I said, we started talking about how do you feel about being in sales? And, you know, what did you say to me? about it? Well, I said that I don't feel like I'm in sales. Like I don't look at this as I'm selling something. I, I'm, I'm 
giving a service to somebody and not actually trying to sell a car or a life insurance policy. Um, I want them to believe in me that I know that I can help them and guide them. And I treat everybody as family. So I, I, if a young couple comes in, I know that I can kind of hold their hand and help them through this and them not feel intimidated. That they, I talk on their level, you know, I make them understand. If they have questions, never to hesitate. So I, don't, I still don't look at it as a sales position, but I know that that's, that's the world that we're in, that it's very competitive, but I, I can be that person that, that makes a difference. And then for Melissa, um, I, you know, I agree with what you guys have both said about relationships, nurturing, right? Like that's what women I feel like we're good at. And I think that's why we are good at sales. We actually are. And I'm going to share a statistic right now. And then I want to have Melissa share something. Um, so teams that have women on, on their sales teams, um, women hit their quotas at a slightly higher rate compared to men. According to a huge study that goes on, the Gardner Inc. study, women average, women's average quota attainment is 70%, while men's is 67%. Uh, a substantial female presence on your sales team increases your marketability. Like I was saying, it, you're going to connect with more women. Um, gender diversity results in more success in your actual business. Actually, the, the same study from, it, this one came from, Chicago, Illinois at Chicago, the University of Illinois, um, it said that companies in the top quarter for gender diversity are 15% more likely to have higher financial returns. And one of the, so with that all being said, you know, and I know it's a big hot topic right now is, you know, having gender diversity, having, um, you know, all different types of diversity. We have a very diverse team here, but nurturing is a big thing. You know, Melissa, for me, I wanted to make money, right? Like, I'll straight up say it. And I know that it sometimes it comes down to different personalities. Like, I wanted to make money. It wasn't a power thing for me. It was a, it was a, I knew what I was capable of, right? But, but they say girls and boys, when they're four and five years old, there is no difference in drive and competitiveness. And it's just society starts, you know, putting different expectations on kids and as women, we are taught to be a little bit, you know, more passive, that we're supposed to be ladies, right? Um, for you, what was that decision? And how do you feel kind of about those things that I just said? Like, is it about making money for you with a combination of other things? But, you know, going into a field that is supposed to be for dominant, aggressive people who are supposed to just go after it. Yeah, it's so funny that you're you're saying all of these these things um, because I know when I first got into sales, I was super nervous. Um, I never thought I could be that. My stepdad was in sales, and I was like, there, "I'm not like him at all." There's no there's no way I can actually do this. But then, well, you know, once now that I've been in it and been doing it for a number of years, I do see myself in sales. I, I tell people all the time, "I'm in sales, and I get paid to talk to people." Um, but I think that's ultimately like what makes me really good. I'm, I'm good at building relationships and in building the brand of me. Um, people want to buy from Melissa Mueller and, and I have to be genuine and I have to, to take care of them and make sure that I'm doing right by them because they're not going to want to buy from me. Um, and I, I think that's ultimately something that uh, is so important when you are building a business or when you are in sales. Um, it's not just about the quick dollar. Uh, I'm definitely here to make money. I, I do tell people that I am motivated by money, um, but it is also the long-term 
game, really. Um, because if I ruin a relationship now, you never know when I'm going to run into that person in 10 years and kind of what position they will be in and how that's going to affect my business. Love it. Um, so one of the other things that really surprised me, one of the, the last statistics I'll bring up, but it really affected me because I lived it, I saw it, and it's another reason why this, having you guys here and having women listening who might be thinking about sales, because I think there are so many women out there who could be phenomenal at selling something and finding something you're passionate about is so important. Um, I've been in this same industry for 15 years, and most recently, about two years ago, uh, Dre and I decided to try going to like a bigger team, right? And it was it was male-led, and... I was the only woman on the team. And I noticed also that the people, that the the men on my team, there was 12 of us, that they had a lot of guys on their teams. And so one of the statistics that I read through these same studies was that um, women create more diverse teams and that on average, if there is a female that is leading a sales team, that there is going to be 50% females on that team versus when it's led by a man, there typically is only 25% women on that team, which blew my mind. But now I'm seeing it because, you know, our team is led by a man and a woman, and we have equal, you know, equal parts, men and women. Does that make a difference to you guys And when you were looking to get into sales to have, to know that there was a woman? Or, or even like, what have you experienced in your previous positions and what you've seen? So I didn't think about it a whole lot initially. Um, but then along the way, just talking about it now, like I can think back of conversations that I had with Megan, um, conversations about being the primary income for my household. My husband's going to school right now, so I'm the only income. So go to commission only. It was very intimidating. Um, conversations we had about our kids and uh, time management and work-life balance, conversations we had about... Um, assertiveness and self-esteem and integrity. And those conversations were very personal and very intimate. And I feel as a woman, having a woman as my boss and my direct report was really important for me because she can understand and empathize in ways that unfortunately a male boss, I don't think really could. They would could try. I think the right male boss would try and empathize, but to have a female there to talk to about those kind of things you just don't want to share with anyone because you don't know how they'll be taken uh, was really important and a really integral part of this decision for me because this was a very big decision. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we had we had someone on our team recently who was going through, they had a baby postpartum, and although Dre is, he's amazing as as someone to, you know, he probably can relate to women more than a lot of men can and from what I've experienced, but you're right. There are definitely things that us as women don't want to talk to any men about. And I also think from those statistics, why are men not bringing women on? Is it how they view us or is it that we're not joining teams with all men, right? Like, I'm not sure. I mean, I have my own opinions on it that I'll try to keep pretty neutral here, but um, Anne, how about you? What have you experienced? Uh, for almost 13 years, it was just me and my male boss. So I really didn't have any other females to work around. And as a mom and my kids' issues, he didn't understand because he didn't have any kids. 
But when he uh, was a little bit older, he got married, he had a daughter, like he could, he could have a lot more empathy with me because he understood, oh, now I see what you mean about, you know, those late nights. And, um, but I've never looked at it as being a male or female right. world. Like just being with you, I've learned more in the last 48 hours about the business and about how women can, can be in control mm -hmm. than I ever have because I've never had to worry about those things, mm -hmm. I guess. Right. And Melissa, you worked in a male-dominated industry before, correct? So I'd love to hear your opinion on this and what you saw at your old job. Um, and yeah, so tell us. Yeah, this is one of those uh, hot topics for me. Um, I, you know, I've had female supervisors before, but never in any of my sales roles. Um, and one of the things I've really desired uh, in a leader um, is someone who understands me. And it, for me, it doesn't necessarily have to be a male or female. Um, it's just more of, are, are they going to understand me? And um, my experiences with my male supervisors, um, they've confused my um, my emotion for passion. I'm sorry, my passion for emotion. And, um, you know, I'm a very passionate person. When you let me, you know, talk about the things that are important to me, you know, I can just keep going and going. Um, but that's ultimately what I've looked for uh, in a leader and in a supervisor, um, just someone who can, you know, support me and lift me up and guide me in that way. And I've found, you know, much like Anne said, um, in the short time that I've been here, that I, I'm just feeling so encouraged and so empowered to be able to be who I am and be me. Um, and I think that is the difference, you know, between you and Dre. There's a lot of different perspectives um, based on, you know, where you've come and where you want to go. And I, I think that's huge, that, that dual leadership. Yeah. And so when I was in that role for a short period of time, when it was all men on that, that team, that leadership team, uh, I was recruiting at the time and I would start calling, you know, different people to try to recruit them. And what was really interesting and what started opening my eyes to all this was that women would start calling me back, like immediately. And they had not talked to a woman who was in a sales role in finances. And I was having a baby, my fourth at the time. And they'd, you know, they'd start asking questions. You're having your fourth. And I'm like, yeah, do you have kids? And the responses I got in our jobs, because they're demanding, right? They can be 24 hours sometimes. The, the questions that I got were, well, uh, did you take time off when you had kids? And I would say, yeah, I would take 10 to 12 weeks off. And I said, did you take time off? And they would say, oh, like three, four weeks, because if I took more than that much time off in a fully commission-based sales job, somebody would literally try to take my business or that I would get eaten alive or nobody understood, right? And I'm like, this is not right. Like, this is not right. Like, this has been an important thing for me my whole career. And some women would say, I'm scared to have kids because I'm doing really well. I'm making good money. And this is something as sales leaders, if you don't have, like, you you have to have, a, we need more women in, in sales leadership positions because there needs to be somebody to understand women that are on our teams, what they need, what, because women are the primary, you know, they take care of the house, the kids, and yes, like, my husband helps me, and we do a lot of sharing of the load, but there's still a lot of women out there that might not have that help, and you're right. You need to have someone who understands what you go through. And that's what I started hearing all the time was that, 
they didn't feel like they had anyone there kind of fighting in their corner. And so I, that's why I'm so proud to have you all as women on our team coming on because we need, we need more women. We need more women. And like you said, Melissa, sometimes men, because we're so different, would think that your passion, right, was emotion. or mo- I've gone through that whole situation where I've been called difficult, right? I'm a difficult woman because I am assertive, because I think a lot of times that people, they, they see assertiveness as aggression or anger, and it's not the same thing. You can very, you can be assertive without being aggressive and angry, and it might not be something that a male is used to seeing or growing up with, um, but it's something we need more women leaders. We need more women in sales and we need you guys speaking and talking about it, right? Because all of you said at some point, like being scared, right? Because what are we afraid of? Like, what is the biggest fear we all have? And it's, it's security, right? Not having enough money, not having, you know, the opportunities, right? But let's, um, you know, one or two more questions here. What is some of the things that we can do as women to get more sales to be? I mean, obviously, we do really well from those statistics, right? So some there are things that we can do. What would be a tip that you would give other women who are thinking about getting into sales or are in sales? How can they use their feminine qualities, being a woman? How can they use those things to excel and also to take more risks and be willing to fail? So... My recommendation would be to surround your, yourself with other like-minded women. Um, there's a lot of local business and professional women's clubs. Um, I have a women's only life group at my church. There's women in the workplace. There's chamber of commerce, women events. Um, we have a women's round table at my local chamber. And if you're not finding those resources, start them because there is enough women out there that need that level of support and put yourself out there. Just be who you are. You're not going to be everyone's cup of tea, but you're surely going to be somebody's. And the more you can put yourself out there and be real and let them see you for who you are, the more uh, you're going to be able to make lasting relationships. And I follow a lot what she says, um, you know, be yourself, be strong. Don't be afraid. Um, just get out there and, 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 you know, and know that you can do it. I, I'm scared to death to still do this, but um, being around these women and even the guys this weekend um, or this week, they've, they've made a, a huge impact on me and they may not even know it just yet, but I'm going to go out there and show the world that I can do this and not be afraid. Yeah, I'm going to have to piggyback on that as well. You know, ultimately, I think it's your support group. Um, and I was going to actually say what uh, what Anne said. You know, there are a lot of men out there that um, are su- supportive of us and want us to succeed. And, um, you know, I think that I- I've read a lot of books even just um, that are m- written by males, but in leadership uh, roles. And that has really helped me just gain my confidence that I can be just like them. And, and they want that. They want us to step up. Um, and be just like them. Um, you know, I think there's a, a group of men out there that are threatened by us, but I think that there's also a, a large group that want us to compete with them because they know that we can make them better and, um, you know, uh, um, just ultimately, you know, succeed as a group. I, I think that's the other thing, um, just being around people that 
encourage you, lift you up, empower you. No, I agree. And I'm glad you guys said that because you're right. The men that we have on our team are awesome. They're amazing. It's something that's been important to Andre and I. And we prioritized it because if you've been in a situation where you were the only woman or you didn't have women leaders, right? It's It was very, it, I've been in that situation and it was very difficult. I had nobody to go to. I didn't, I just felt like there was nobody to relate to. So we've made it a priority. So if any of you listening are, if you are in sales, if you are a leadership, you know, a leadership position in a company, if you own a business, we are all as leaders, as owners of companies, we look for people that are like us, if you realize it or not. So if you're a man out there listening and you are looking for people to come onto your team, you want to make more money, if you want to have your business rise, you need to have diverse teams. You need to start thinking about how you're going to look for people to join your group. And you need to start making sure you're not picking people that are just like you, but having different ways of bringing people in that you don't see if they're a man or a woman or this or that. And looking at things differently, interviewing people, making sure there's opportunities. You know, there might be a woman who'd be excellent at it. Like my husband had to literally kick me over the, the the ledge and say, go and say to someone who you've met, like, hey, you'd be great at this. You, you know, they might need some of that confidence, some, some things that, but it is so important. The only way we're going to start having more women in the leadership roles, more women in sales is going to be for all of the women and men out there to keep, you know, grabbing the women, pulling them up, letting them know they can do this and letting them know their potential and how it can really enhance their their life and their career. So thank you so much, ladies, for coming on. Maybe, maybe we'll do this again if people have questions um, about getting into sales, how to handle a sales situation if you're the only woman on a team. Uh, you know, please leave comments uh, or you can message us uh, anything and we will make sure I can bring the women back here, you can watch their journey getting into full commission sales and we can share just watching them kick ass. So uh, once again, I'm Megan Marsh and I will be back with Dre next time. And uh, thank you for listening. Please give us a like or a dislike and let us know what you guys want to hear in this service-based business. Have a great rest of your week, everyone. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us today, collaborators. If you found value or got some piece of information out of this, make sure to find us at thecollablife.com. You can also join our Facebook group and our Facebook page at The Collab. On YouTube, you can find us at The Collab. On Instagram, you can find us at The Collab Life. We also do a Facebook Live every Tuesday at four o'clock where you can get some more valuable information in our group. We also release our brand new episodes every single Tuesday morning. And if you have any questions or there's anything that we can do for you, any value that you would like to add to our business, we'd love to hear from you. And you can email us at hello at thecollablife.com.